episode 109. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent. Well, today we're on the West Coast, just California, with a man who started singing in church at the age of five. By the time he was 10, he learned the trombone, drums, then it was on to the guitar. Ladies and gents, welcome to the musical world of West Coast Fletch. Strap up your seatbelts. Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed. With scripture delivered by Christine Mercy. Along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth. And just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single, is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished, and yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. On the Dharmic Evolution today, I'm delighted to have Fletch Brinson. And man, we're going to have some rocking times today. What do you think, Fletch? Yeah, I think so. All the way from the West Coast, James. I hear you, man. You got up early for me. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, that's... Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. So tell me, uh, tell me, how did you get um, how did you get into this business? How did you become the musician that you are today? Well, when I was a kid, um, I started playing trombone probably at the age of well, I don't remember elementary school. And what happened? I could always remember all the pieces without the music, and so uh, I found out that I had that ability. So. Whatever instrument I picked up, I could play. Um, I played drums for a while, tried piano, but I was that's the one instrument that I can play a little bit, but I never became proficient at. So I got started really playing the guitar in the church, probably about age 13. Right. And I used to sit around the house and play commercials, you know, like on one string. (laughs) So... (laughs) So that was kind of interesting. Um, actually, the first song I learned to play was only on one string, and it was Michael Roll the Bolt Ashore. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Which you string was it? It must have been the G string. 
No, no, no. The G G string, that's another show. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, it's the B string. Okay. Yeah, just a B to to A and then um, to B and back. So Who needs chords, right? Yeah, who needs chords? Yeah, you just go for it, right? (laughs) Yeah, so that's how I got involved in it. And um, a few mentors that um, used to, I used to play alongside and they had the patience to finally let me play with the choir and had um, a bass player who used to actually a guy named um, Lee Phillips. He taught me the most about um, being a, a guitarist. He told me you should always learn chords because then you'll always be able to, to get a job and you'll be able to, um, know playing a song so instead of playing solos all the time i didn't learn to really solo pretty good until maybe yesterday (laughs) (laughs) something like that right right but once you learn chord progressions you can write songs right so i mean i'm indebted to that guy he used to play in a band that opened for the who way back in the 70s no kidding what was it what was the name of the band you remember i i don't know yeah well, that must have been a rush opening for the Who in the seventies. That must yeah, have been but, really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Well, the thing about it is, you you meet people who are professionals, and they'll teach you things about musicianship. He used to always say, "You're not a drummer if you don't have drums." That kind of thing, right? Because guys just show up with some sticks. What? How are you going to play without drums? Yeah. So that stuff kind of followed me when I recruit people to play with me. If the guy shows up and he's a bass player, but he doesn't have an amp, then I'm going to send him home. You're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's almost like the, the contractor that hires a guy and he's an uh, electrician. He shows up with no tools. Right. <laughs> well, your good looks aren't going to do it for me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes that guy shows up with too many tools. Yeah. And, and you know he's not a pro because he takes all his tools with him. Right. So if you want the pro, that's the guy that gets the screwdriver and the flashlight first to figure out what's wrong. Yeah. So right, and ask that's what I and think. ask the right questions, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so when you started, Fletch, like, how did you, um, when you got connected to music, like, who were the people that you really responded to, that you listened to, and like were so um, impressed by that it helped, you know, kind of carve out your style? Well, um. It really was my my dad, my late dad had some old, um, now I'm going to date myself here, he had some old 78 records, those little ones, those yeah. tiny ones. Right. And we had the record player where you can speed up and slow down the, the records back then. And um, he had some B.B. King records. So I used to listen a lot to him. So I can say I stole a couple of his licks. <laughs> who hasn't? But, who, yeah, I know. <laughs> I like BB because BB didn't play super fast, which I don't necessarily do. Right. And he didn't play a lot, but he put it where it should go. Yeah. So I was influenced by him. And then when I was a kid, um, we I came up in a strict Christian home. So they didn't really like us listening to secular music. But as kids always do, they were going to sneak and do whatever. Then when you're in school, you hear everything. So um I, my influence goes from B.B. King to George Benson um, to Wes Montgomery. Um, who else? Um, the Isley Brothers. Oh, um, yeah. 
all of those guys, uh, Barry White, because I have a deep voice. Too. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get the Barry <laughs> love going, you know. Yeah, and so, the Isleys. I love the Isley Brothers. Oh man, I used to listen. Just Ernie Isley on the guitar was just one of my faves growing up. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. So a ham, the Gap Band. Now he's talking James Brown funk. Um, lately, Norman Brown. Just a myriad of of people and influence and some Jimi Hendrix too. So right on the, on the rock side, when I go a little psychedelic, yeah, uh, because Jimmy did just some amazing things on the guitar. Yeah. So. He was, um, he was a kind of a freak of nature, wasn't he? He was just like, wow, what, where did this, what planet did this guy come from? <laughs> oh yeah. The guy was playing it the <laughs> upside down crazy stuff everything everything about him you know the way he you know he took a regular right-handed guitar and flipped it and just like you know what is that about you know that was just crazy stuff hey let's listen to um i love the name and give everybody a taste of what fletch is all about here we go i was walking by myself thinking i didn't need any help Sin at dope, my natural mind My walk was lame, my soul was blind I never knew that I was lost But then I heard about the cross And he found me where I was And oh, what a night it was The night I met Jesus What a wonderful name, Savior change never change oh no it don't change he walks with me and he talks with me and tells me i'm his own and when the devil's accusing me he says all my sins are gone 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 you better leave my servant alone Savior, oh Jesus, what a wonderful name, your love will never ever change, now I'm not my own, my confession brought me home, and belief brought in my heart, and he gave me a brand new start. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. I love the name. West Coast Fletch. Yeah, we were just talking on the break there, and uh, and Fletch, you know, he just straightened me out because it's West Coast Fletch. That is a cool name, and I, and I love the name. is a cool song. And what are you playing on your guitar there, West Coast? Well, I'm playing bass. Okay. I'm playing um, lead guitar, and um, that's me singing. I did all the background. Um, that's basically it. Yeah, that's I, I meant, uh, I'm sorry, I should rephrase the question. On the guitar, like, uh, are you playing like a Strat, a Les Paul? Like, what are you playing um, to get your tone? I think that one I played a Strat. Wow, it sounded great. Yeah. Love yeah, the tone. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. I have about 10 guitars. So um, the one <laughs> that sounded good that day, um, that song I recorded probably mm, seven or eight years ago. Okay. Right. But uh, it was one that one I I produced myself in a home studio, believe it or not. Okay. And then everything going forward that I've released in the last couple of years has been in a full blown studio. But that one of all the ones I produced, that was my first project. Um, um, and back in those days, they used to call me Fletch Man. Okay. <laughs> so. As time goes on, you change. I mean, P. Diddy's been Puff Daddy. He's been, I don't know, Popcorn, um, Caramel Corn, whatever. Right. Um, people change their name and um, not to protect the, the guilty, <laughs> but right. to move to move forward in their careers. So yeah. that's kind of what happened. Yeah, that happens to, to a lot of us. We all get, uh, you know, these uh, naming conventions just keep, you know, you keep trying to evolve to, you know, who is, who am I? You know, what is, what is the right name to represent who I am and what I do? So uh, that's all good. But I like the West Coast Fletch. That is really, really cool. Hey, um, so tell me about tell me about your writing process there, West Coast. Like, what do you do for inspiration? Do you have a do you have a set schedule when you write? Um, how do you approach it? Like, what's your best day for like when you're writing? Uh, what's your process? Well, my process for writing is usually. I'll have I'll write music first. I'll have a, a melody, and um, because being a gospel and smooth jazz funk guy, um, all of the music should be able to stand alone without lyrics. Okay, so you, if you just listen to the melody of the song, it should um, move you in some way. Okay, right. So first, I write the music usually, and then I'll put lyrics to it. Or every now and then I do it all at the same time. What inspires me? Um, oh, things that can happen um, in my life. You know, I'm a married guy with a couple of couple of grown kids now. God and, bless you. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I know. That's what I needed. Right. Married to my, my same wife for 33 years. Wow. Blessings, my friend. You're, yeah. you're a rare commodity these days. Well, I yeah. tell everybody you can't do it alone. You need divine help. Yeah. So when you look to... Uh, when you look up, you look to, to God, you look to Christ, so um, you can handle any crisis, you're good. So, And a lot of times, marriages and relationships, yeah, it's a lot more to it than meets the eye, so to speak. Right. But um, writing, I'm just good with, with words. I've always been good with um, rhyming and putting things together and ideas. So um, a lot of times, I'm just inspired to do things just by my mood. I wrote a song called, um, 
bonita senorita <laughs> it's 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 all um, music right right but i i felt spicy so i said let me write a um a song that sounds like you're in spain and then um i've had some tragedy in my life um, my dad passed away a couple of years ago my sister passed away from um terminal cancer i'm so sorry for your and, loss uh, oh thank you and I wrote a song that says it ain't over till God says it's over. So right. maybe it may be over in this life, but it's not over in the next one. So right. Are your um are your is your wife and your children are they musical also? Oh yeah, on that song it ain't over. Uh, my daughter, that's one of my daughters singing with me. Uh huh. See, they, I have a pretty good voice, but uh, she has a great voice, and my wife's a singer as well. So right. I have a song called Life, Living in Fullness Every Day, and she's singing on that one. So it makes it easy when you can play guitar and bass and write. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier yeah. than having to be a singer who has to look for um, things to sing. You know what I mean? Right. Or you need a writer or something. And then, um, you know, James, I'm finding that I'm better off sometimes with less of me and in other words, if I write a song, it probably sometimes it would sound better if someone else sung it too. Right. You know? Right. That's kind of what stage I'm at now. The next things I do, um, I'll probably bring in a singer um, just to mix it up. Like I bring in sax players, percussionists um, on that Spanish song, Bonita Senorita. I brought in a trumpet player. So you, that's kind of what happens you know you can be inspired to write something and then when you actually add other people in you get an additional boost of an inspiration at least i do yeah now i'm going through the same process now it seems like the more people that you can include in your project for all different various things uh it just gets better every time you know um and uh you become more of, you know, it's all about the song as always. The song is kind of like you're there to serve the song. And uh, it just becomes better and bigger with, with everyone else's influences. Um, how about we do It Ain't Over, since we were just talking about that. And then we'll, we'll chat about this one, but I want to play this for everybody. It Ain't Over.
It ain't over. So tell us, West Coast, what is that one about? That's a really, really, really good song. Well, that one is about the fact that sometimes um, you can be at your wit's end and about to give up. And as a Christian guy, I believe that as long as you keep the faith, that there's nothing impossible that God, you know, forgot to do. So. It ain't over till God says it's over. The doctor may say it. Um, your Some friends may say it. In other words, keep a positive attitude about things because there's somebody greater than just us that can help us. Right. So that that's what that song is about. And um, as I was sharing a little bit um, with you off the air, that song actually was all jazz. And it was all instrumental. And then I was inspired to write just some simple lyrics with a simple message. And hopefully um, the song will inspire people, just not in um, Christendom, but even go across um, and cross over and just let people know there's somebody greater than them. And it ain't over till God says it's over. Right. So, so keep trying. Don't stop. Right. And, and sometimes that's hard for people to do because they just feel like whatever their situation, they feel in despair. There's just something that is, you know, it just seems beyond salvageable to people at times. Right. And that's why we need somebody greater than us. Exactly. We can't do it, we can't do it alone. So, right. Um, you, you know, you don't want to make the mistake of trying um, to do everything by yourself. That doesn't work. I mean, you ever have a flat tire or <clears throat> run out of gas? Not lately, James. I know we're grown men now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grown men don't run out of gas. <laughs> Not on purpose. Right. Anyway. Right. But if you're pushing, a, what I was getting at, if you're pushing a car by yourself, it's heavy. But if you have some help, it's a lot lighter. So right. it ain't over until God says it's over. Yeah. Great. I love the metaphor. That's awesome. So tell tell us about the family on that. Your daughter is singing on that, right? Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's my, yeah. my youngest daughter. She's 31, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And what's her uh, name? Her name is Janae. Janae. J-A- J-A-N-A-I. Same last name, Brinson. 
I, I know who my kids are. <laughs> Some people, you have the same last name as your father. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I was there when she when she popped out. Anyway, right. Um, she's a great singer. Um, she's one of those people who has that little run in her voice and a little wave in her voice. I can I can sing pretty straight. So she kind of got my um, lower register, and she got her mom's higher register. So right. Um, yeah, she's a songwriter in her own. Right. Oh, is she really? So, uh, oh, that's great. So you guys, you guys are, uh, you know, it must be awesome when you get together because you can talk music and kind of relate. Oh, yeah. But it's not like you think, um, <laughs> it's not like, I guess, the Goldfinger family all wear gold rings or something. I mean, you know, I <laughs> right. sit around the table and compare. Um, it's just um, something that we were blessed to to have and then when we come together from if dad's in the studio or uh, once i set up everything have her come in and uh, nail the track and on the background and then we're done so right that's right. how that works it makes it easier i hope you guys are digging the vibe with west coast fletch in southern california we'll get right back to the interview right after this you know in today's world most people are struggling with something it may be someone in your life who has a serious illness a family member who has been incarcerated, death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however. Please go to evangelistmercy.com and you will have the opportunity to sign up for the Mercy Prayer page. Yes, Evangelist Mercy will offer prayers to the Father personally for you and your situation. You know, prayer is one of the most powerful and most misunderstood means of asking for blessings of the Lord. And today, we all need it more than ever. In 1989, Evangelist Mercy suffered from meningitis from the great pandemic flu attack that hit the United Kingdom. She was pronounced dead and taken to the morgue. But the Lord had other plans for her. He anointed her with a very special mission and sent her back to speak, preach, and teach His Word and to share her gifts with you and I. This she has been doing for years in places like India, Europe, and the U.S., ministering to the sick and dying, healing and helping all those in need that she comes across. If you would like the benefit of personal prayers from Evangelist Mercy to help you and your loved ones, type into your browser right now, evangelistmercy.com, and open up a brand new opportunity for yourself. Start learning and benefiting from the power of prayer right now at Evangelist Mercy. Can you share with me uh, a little bit about your recording process, like uh, studio-wise, pr producer, are you self-producing, where you guys record? Can you take us into the studio a little bit on that particular track? Okay, on that track, I recorded everything on, in my home studio, okay? Okay. And I used Pro Tools. I used an old version of Pro Tools. And what ended up happening um, I had interviewed a studio. Um, it's called um, um, Hear No Evil. <laughs> okay. Believe it or not. Right. Hear No Evil Studio in Orange, California. Anyway, I interviewed the guy a couple of years ago, and um, we didn't do anything. Then two years later, I decided to call him, and I took all of my tracks that I had done in my home studio. We uploaded it in the big studio. And then we begin to edit the editing process. So what it goes like is since I play bass and guitar, 
um, you can do your overdubs and then you go to the big studio and then you can kind of, um, you can hone it down there. You can do all of your editing. So uh, a lot of times when I wrote this song, it was really just a straight ahead funk song. And um, then I decided to write the lyrics and bring a sax player in just to add some flavor. So what I do when I bring in an additional instrument, especially some uh, solo instrument like sax, I have a guy blow just a lot of solos. And then we kind of um, cut and not so much cut and paste. I hate to say that in music, but right. But pick the right one. We pick and choose the right one. Yeah. Yeah. And so we leave that in. And then on, in terms of the background, I, since I sing too, I went and sung. And so, um, you do everything one at a time. You have the whole track done in terms of the music, the guitars, the bass, the sax, whatever you're going to have. And then you bring the vocals in. Then you do, usually we'll do the lead vocals first and then do the background. So right. um, it's easier and more self-contained when you sing or when, you know, when it's your song, you'll say, I don't like that, throw it out. But um, that's kind of the process most times. Um, some of these songs, I would I do the, my um, pre-production at home, then take it to the regular studio, which is a, a professional studio. Because what I found out, James, is you don't want to hamstring your career by not having your music professional when you put it out. If a radio station asks for it, an MP3 or they ask for a wave, you should be able to provide it and it should be high quality because if some people like your songs, but they really won't like it if it's not produced um, professionally. So I just decide I take the time and make sure everything I put out from now on is done right. Yeah, there are good songs and there are good records, but there's nothing like a good song that is made into a good record. Absolutely. You know, having that extra element, like you said, that's like really, you know, that's the icing on the cake because you get to hear like the possibilities of the song, which otherwise never see the light of day, you know, without that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a good job with your music, man. It sounds great. Well, thank you. Thank you. I have a good team. I'm a producer, but I have um, a good, um, the studio owner's also a producer and also we got our mastering people so you sometimes you try to do everything yourself it's just um would you do do it yourself heart surgery i don't think so <laughs> you, yeah you need some help you need a doctor yeah the last couple of years i've been getting out of the do it yourself business <laughs> you know as you as you go along and meet more and more talented people uh, you kind of create that family of, you know, I, I just know who's good for this and who's good for that. And you just kind of take it to your, to your family, let them do it, you know? That's absolutely true. I mean, you can, it's good to start it yourself because it's your idea, your creativity. Yeah. But then um, once, that's why I said, usually I would write something, have it, and you save a lot, you save a lot of money too by pre-producing it before you go into a the main studio and yeah. you spend in those hours, but you have pretty much a complete for me. Every time I go in I have a pretty much completed process or project. I just, sometimes I'll get in there and I'll say, Hmm, it sounds like 
uh, we need percussion on this, or it sounds like, you know, bringing a percussionist, or it sounds like we need another instrument on them. So that's kind of how, how I go through the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I, I really, uh, agree so much with what you just said, because, you know, pre-production and, and rewriting are like my two, you know, big things that I do when I'm preparing uh, a project, um, get out, hopefully in front, maybe do some, uh, open mic stuff and, and road test some of the things and then come back and tweak it based on, you know, how did that feel? Cause the crowd always knows, you know, even if they just sit there and, and say nothing, you can, you can feel a vibe, whether a song connected with people or not. And uh, to that end, I've, you know, I've gone in saying, wow, this song is going to kill and come back and said, wow, that was a, that was a bomb. It wasn't a bomb, but it was just like, I was all wrong, man. The bridge needs work or it needs a new bridge or something. You'll, you'll always come away with some kind of inkling as to, I need to do something different here. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. And, And then the other thing, James, is when you're writing a song or when you, when you're performing it live, Okay, it's different because you have more time when you're trying to can the moment in radio. It's like three and a half minutes. You know, I have I have songs that um, I have a song called You Don't Know Like I Know What the Lord Has Done For Me. The song's five minutes long. Right. Probably not going to get radio play just because of the length. Right. Because people nowadays and this is one of the the problems in in music music. in our and well in this generation and this time everybody's used to microwave everything and everybody wants everything quick no attention span yeah so you used to hear um songs with a nice introduction but now if you listen to you're like wow that introduction is too long if you don't get them in the first 30 seconds maybe 15 seconds um people's minds wander yeah so that's kind of where I have to, I'm working on uh, make, doing radio versions of things, you know. Right. Because some, especially jazz, like uh, I have songs that are jazz songs, and it, it takes a little while to loop around and get into the feel of the song. So um, that's why, just going back to It Ain't Over, I just went right in there. Ba da da, right there. Right, just you were went, ready. It just went right in because that could, matter of fact, it's playing on some radio stations right now. Oh, congrats. That's awesome. Hey, let's do another one here, West Coast. What do you say we do? Ooh, baby, baby, baby.
I like the way you talk The way you wear your hair It makes all the people stare And when you walk in the room, baby All the flowers start to bloom You make the whole world smile Because that's just your style I like the way you look at me Just like the birds and like the bees I love the warmth of your embrace I wanna take you every place Baby, baby, West Coast. That was that was killer, man. I, that is just so uh, smooth jazz type, and I mean that in the most complimentary uh, of ways. Um, love that track. So tell us about how you created that, man. That was really, really great. Well, that track was interesting because I originally wrote that just like I started out with a little funk. I had a little Prince in there. And then um, we we kind of me and the, the um, my engineer kind of made this thing where it sounded like you're outside of a of a club or going in, and then you we come in full speed. So and then we just go through it. Um, the, that song was kind of was thinking about my wife. I have a very pretty wife, and it made me think about. I mean, um, the lyrics I wrote after the song was done. I, what, I what's almost, your wife's name? Her name is Tina. Tina, make sure you listen to this, Tina. He's just giving you all kinds of props. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't really do side chicks, you know. No, God <laughs> bless you. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't do them. I said, really, but that's funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but yeah, I wrote this one um, after the song was completed. I almost released it as an instrument alone. But then when I brought my buddy in, Henry Alexander, he's a great sax man, by the way, I brought him in to, to play sax. And how he played it made me write lyrics. You know, I like the way you walk. I like the way you talk, the way you wear your hair and make right. all the people stare. That kind right. of stuff. Right. So it, it kind of got into um, it almost made me feel a little James Bondish when I was writing that. Yeah. You know, like. Da, 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 Very cool. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, so yeah. And all of my tracks, by the way, are available on iTunes and Amazon and Google Play. So all someone has to do is Google West Coast Fletch. My last name is Brinson, B-R-I-N-S-O-N. And they can um, get the music with no problem. 
You heard it from the man, ladies and gentlemen, West Coast Fletch. Yeah, check it out. Hey, hey, um, West Coast, tell me a little bit about um, live performances. Is that something you you do often? Are you currently playing out live? Um, do you like playing out live? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, right now, because um, I produced and released eight songs, um, I'm actually recruiting a band to play out live more okay great i played out live i've done some things where um i it's me and my sax player and we'll play to a track and then uh, sometimes i would drop in on some of my local musicians and play things jump in and play live blues stuff like the thrill is gone or ain't no sunshine when she's gone little fun stuff like that right but but i'm in the process of recruiting a band to go out and do a lot of the live stuff. And then I play every week at my church for a huge choir. The church is called Life Church of God in Christ in Riverside. And um, I play live. And what's interesting about musicians who play by ear, we get MP3s of four or five songs and we have to know them by rehearsal, which is every Thursday. Right. So every, and we're changing them every week. So it just makes my, um, it just works my style because sometimes we'll have some stuff that's really modern. Then we'll have some stuff that's hymnal type stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm playing live all the time. And you're in, you're in Southern California, right? Yeah, I'm in a, a little town called Aliso Viejo, which is right um, 10 minutes from the ocean. Okay. What, what's, so, the, what's the closest major city? Are you between? Uh, Dana, Dana Point. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Laguna Beach. Right. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you're you're enjoying good weather all the time. Oh yeah, I yeah. haven't even unleashed all of my um, sunset photos yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I have so many. Yeah. So. Yeah. You must be a, an Instagram man. Well, look, well, not so, well, some, I guess. Yeah. I, I should. I should start posting some, but we'll see. Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to play another one here, and this one is called Salvation Smooth Jazz.
yeah, some smoking riffs on that acoustic guitar. Who's on that? coast oh that was me too man that's really really good playing i loved it i love well, i love the you know the alto sax everything about that was really really cool well thanks i i wanted at the end to have kind of a dance between me and the sax player yeah that's exactly what it sounded like yeah it was going back and forth those trade-offs were great hey tell me about your best gig like where do you see as you're putting this band together that you're working on now where do you see the ultimate goal for um, you guys performing? Like, where do you see yourselves playing uh, once you get the band, like, to where you want it? Well, I like to play all the major venues around. Um, you know, I'm not too far from Hollywood, places like the Troubadour, maybe um, the Coach House, places like that. Um, the Hollywood Bowl, if they'll have us. Yeah, nice. <laughs> We, I like to play some of the 
bigger um, venues. And, um, I don't know. It's interesting what because I do smooth jazz and I do Christian gospel music. I don't know what the appetite is out there for jazz, maybe doing more, um, doing some jazz festivals, um, doing some, maybe some blues festivals, uh, local like Coachella or doing like the Newport jazz uh, festival, something like that. Once we, uh, we start playing out and around. So, that's kind of what I'm looking for uh, or looking forward to do at this point. Right. Just get the music out, you know. Yeah. People start. And um, there's a, a Spagatini around here that plays live jazz. And so just starting to get people to know certain songs, you know what I mean? So right. That's that's the thing. Yeah. So I, I don't really see myself playing in a, a playing nightclubs for three dollars an hour or whatever right yeah or you plan for for drinks or whatever i'm i'm not really trying to be a musician in a box i think we need to be outside the box right they don't even you know at jack in the box jack's not even in the box anymore no nah, jack has left the box <laughs> he's, he's left the he's, box he's How very happy <laughs> let's call cnn yeah no. <laughs> Hey, let's talk a little bit about social media. Do you leverage all of your work on social media? Are you promoting yourself through social media? And what do you think of it in general? Well, in general, I think um, in terms of Facebook, it's interesting because um, I have more friends. You know, they only let you have 5,000 friends. So when you're at 5,000, you can't add anybody. But, right. you know, that's kind of weird. I always say the difference between friend and fiend is the I and the E. So I don't really know who's, <laughs> who's what. But, yeah, Facebook is good to leverage. Um, I think some of the other social medias, Twitter's really good uh-huh. um, in terms of Instagram Periscope. Um, I, I haven't really signed up for Snapchat yet, but there's so many, and it seems like they're um, um, how should I say they mimic each other in a way. You right. Know? So right. as long as you're on them, and I think that's okay in terms of a presence. It's almost like you need to hire um, someone to just really make sure you're out there all the time. So, right. That's kind of it. Because when you try to do it yourself, it just takes so much time. Um, you know, but then some of the, the things are interchangeable. Like uh, if you're you got your same people who um, like you on Twitter, they follow you on Facebook and then they follow you on Instagram. And so in terms of leveraging it into sales, that part I haven't been able to nail down completely yet. Right. So. So that's the the place that I like to go next. That seems to be the common thread of uh, all my guests on this show. Everybody's trying to figure that out, and uh, including uh, myself, who I keep that conversation going as often as possible because um, I know the the music business went through its its terrible perish and burn. You know, the old music business that as we used to know it is uh not there anymore so so the phoenix is rising slowly and um 
you know, we're going to make sense out of this because the creativity has not stopped, nor nor will it ever, I believe. Um, well, I, I think the independent artist has really um, a hard job um, because we can't force feed people the music like um, some of the major labels can. Right. They can play it on, they can have it on commercials, on film. They can just play the song on the local radio stations and make you like it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I hate that song. Oh, right. I guess I do like it. After yeah. you hear it. If you hear it enough, sometimes it grows on you. Well, it's the seven touches of marketing. They say, you know, if you hear it seven, you got to hear it seven times before you'll pick up on it. And that's, you know, most marketing people will will talk about that over and over. It's the seven touches. Um but, but between all of this and touring and everything, how are you feeling about, you know, your career looking forward? Like right now with what you've released and what I've just heard, which I really love, um, how are you feeling about you you personally as as an artist, a creative, uh, looking forward? Well, I feel like I have a, a huge future um, ahead. I think my focus now is just getting it out there. Just like you said, the seven touches. I want I want seventy seven touches. You know, there you go. I, you want to have more people who know about you and your music. You know, so if somebody hears "Ooh, baby, baby, baby," maybe it'll inspire them. Maybe they'll just like the song. You know, so um, if you have it inside, no one can hear it. But once you let it out, people can hear it. They can fall in love with it. It's just getting it out to as many venues as possible, as many avenues, every internet station, every local radio station, overseas, underseas. There you go. Hey, Yellow every, Submarine. Yeah, Yellow Submarine. Yeah, we're all living in a Yellow Submarine. Yeah. People can fit in there. Never right. mind. Ringo's still uh, driving. Yeah, he, well, he probably is in circles, too, yeah. right now. But... Uh, Anyway, the the point is, I see a, a bright future. I think a lot of us know this: that all you need is for one song to to um, to make it big, in a sense, and that can catapult you into uh, a great destiny. So that's all it is. You have to have the song either heard by the right person or somebody looking for the right song. A lot of times you have, just have to be in the right place in the right time. So I always pray for divine providence and guidance so that um, when the music gets out, it, again, I'll circle back and say, if it's quality, at least people, you don't have any roadblocks that way. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's, if it's good quality, people couldn't. Just pop it in, uh, you know, you send it out and they say, wow, that was well done. Okay, I like the song or I don't. Great. Hey, uh, West Coast, we're winding down here. I want you to please give your give your website and your places one more time as to where people can purchase your music, support you, reach out to you, connect with you. And uh, we will do all the uh, the socials in the show notes. But just give us that one more time so people can uh, can support you. Well, the best place to um, get my music is just you go to iTunes and you could just put in West Coast Fletch Brinson, B-R-I-N-S-O-N. Okay. 
And you can get any of my music from iTunes, Amazon, um, Google Play. Um, it's, uh, it's all over the Internet. Or you could just simply Google West Coast Fletch Brinson or West Coast Fletch. And um, I have uh, the site I use right now is Reverb Nation. And you could just Google me, my name, and it'll pop up. So that's the easiest way to get the music. Um, if you uh, have any questions about anything or you want to want to bring me out or hire me to to play or st I do studio work as well, um, you can email me at Fletchy, F-L-E-T-C-H-I-E-B at gmail.com. That's F-L-E-T-C-H-I-E-B at gmail.com. All right. You guys heard it. You know how to support this man. So uh, please do so. Support Fletcher's music. And West Coast, it was a pleasure to have you today on the Dharmic Evolution. Thanks so much for dropping by. And I just want to say God bless you and your family and your continued musical aspirations. May they all come true. Same to you, my brother. All the way in New Jersey. All right, Fletch. Thanks, <laughs> From the brother. west side to the east side. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, it was a pleasure. I'll be in touch. All right, take care now. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I want to be loved, state of grace, and ride on. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul Today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, the beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. I love the name. It ain't over. Ooh, baby, baby. Salvation Smooth Jazz. The stories and music of West Coast Fletch. You can check out West Coast on the Dharmic Evolution website. Now in 56 countries and growing strong. And we are very close to launching our very own radio TV satellite network that will put this show into 198 countries very soon. Yes, it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Stay tuned for all of the details. You can now visit the site to find out about all the exciting work we're doing around the world. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com or dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you were on the site and people from 56 countries are logging in to see you. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on.
won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find that freedom is really a simple state of mind. So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. Pictures in your mind. I'll take you places. 